0: Hello, and welcome to Your Fest, the podcast that once you pop, you just can't stop. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my friend, my co host, my mustachioed Mr. Pringle lookalike. It's Tommy Stewart. Tommy, hello.
1: Mr. Pringle lookalike. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. He's, he's not a bad looking guy, is he? You just need a bow
0: tie and then you'll be sorted. I imagine you're handsome. Uh,
1: well, what the listener doesn't know is that i am currently wearing six bow ties right now so uh, yeah i've i've got that covered
0: point proven uh, for anybody that's not listened before we we're not about pringles as much as i would love us to be do you want to give mm. a brief explainer of what this podcast is all about
1: Yep. Yeah, so every week we get a guest on to talk about festivals their dream festival lineup three headliners of all time dead or A live, and we need a name and a location for said festival. Is that it? Did I get it?
0: You did. And our guest this week is a man who on YouTube called me his mate, so (laughs) I should return the favour by calling him my mate. It's star of Taskmaster, Click and Collect, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, and most notably, probably people just people just do nothing. It's Asim chowdhury who I think we're both very excited to have on the podcast.
1: Yeah. uh... Without, uh, you know, you don't want to go too much beyond the uh, the looking glass. But uh, I think when we set this whole thing up, when we first started it a few months ago, that was it was our uh, our uh, golden goose, White Whale. He was the person we most wanted to speak to, is what I'm saying. Uh, no offense to everyone else, but, but uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's great. Absolutely love him.
0: Should we get on to his episode then?
1: Let's do it, mate.
0: This is episode 10 of Our Best with Tommy Stewart, with Asim Chowdhury, and with
2: my mate Johnny Sharp.
0: Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Asim Chowdhury, welcome to Your Fest and the Your Fest planning committee. Thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Johnny Sharples, the legend, the myth.
0: Thank you. That's, that's the sort of way that, the way that I want to be addressed from now on. <laughs>
2: Just every day. Just ev- I no, can't Rick- believe this. I'm absolutely <laughs> devastated that we've got
0: Oh, sorry. like this. And, and Tommy is here as well. Hello, Tommy. Uh, <laughs>
2: I'd say you're a legend, maybe not a myth. I don't think you've got myth status yet. I mean, Johnny's put the work in for the mythological status that he's got now. State, yeah, state you, need
0: to, you need to come up to Enigma levels of uh, yeah that I'm at, Tom.
1: Yes. Something to yeah, work on. I'll never get there. Let's face it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I've already shit on my own doorstep multiple times and had <laughs> multiple public breakdowns with my 2,000 followers. I mean, it, it's. There's a lot more jeopardy of yours, to be fair. Like, yeah. however yeah. many hundred thousand you've got.
0: Asim, thank, thank you for joining us. Um, Obviously, this podcast is all about festivals. Are you a big fan of music festivals, or
2: are they something you actively seek to avoid? So I'm like, I do love music festivals, but it, I'll be honest with you, the, the first music festival I ever did, I ever went to, was actually Glastonbury, I'd say around seven years ago. And that was the first time I've ever been to a festival, first time I've ever camped. And it was because Corrupt FM were performing. We were performing at Glastonbury. It was the first time we were performing there, which was massive for us. Um, generally, I'll be honest with you, Johnny, I fucking hate camping. <laughs> I, I am not a creature of, you know, I'm a creature of comfort and I don't mean that in a kind of like, you know, diva way. I just don't, the thing I hate about camping is like, you go to bed freezing and then you wake up boiling you know what I mean? It's just that 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 temperature thing is just really yeah. up. And as a as a girthy fella, um, <laughs> I get very very I get very, and I've got a lot of body hair as well. I get very hot Same at man. night, and you know a lot of chafing. It's very uncomfortable. But generally, like the vibe of a festival, I love. I love like you know what I mean? Just kind of being connected with nature as well. Like you do feel. Like, you're all just in a massive field and everyone's just having a big piss-up. Like, it is a great feeling. And Glastonbury was my first one ever, so it was literally a baptism of fire like I was thrown right into the deep end. And the one thing about Glastonbury is just you don't ever realise how massive it is until you go there. Like, it's a, it's like a, its own little town, you know what I mean? Its own country. You know, it's ridiculous. It's, it's,
1: it's one of the highest populations, I think. There's some ridiculous stuff about it in terms of, like, if it were a town, it would be, like... The biggest town in the uk at that point in time or something yeah i'm
3: it's,
2: not surprised well,
1: like, And it, it, I, I weirdly i didn't think about this before we we spoke today but i actually saw you guys at glastonbury
2: um it would have been well, that sounded creepy for huh? <laughs> been, I've been i've been watching you and i saw you and I, <laughs> sorry the way you started that was weird well, that, it, doesn't that was mean
0: he, it doesn't mean he came to see you on stage it, it just means he was in the campsite just nearby
2: <laughs> I, I saw you know really I saw you really cold at night and then you woke up and you boiling and you were
0: sweating. <laughs> it reminded me of a microwave meal. It goes in the cold yeah, and it comes yeah. out hot. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah
1: exactly. I, I, yeah, um, go on, sorry. I, I, no, I shaved your back hair as well.
2: I, did, I didn't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: was, I was wondering why my temperature dropped midnight. Yeah, I wondering where that, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. No, I can't
1: remember the I can't remember the name of the stage, but I'm sure you were playing um, before sorry, or after. shangri
4: Shangri-La? No, I
1: don't it was, um, you were playing before after storms. It.
4: Let's go! go. Look, <laughs> better than me? Tell my man shut, shut up. Shut up! Mention my name in your tweets. I rule by shut, shut up. Shut up! How can you be better than me? Shut up! Shut, shut up! Best scene. Tell my man shut Look. up. Couple man call me a backup dancer on stage. The Fritz, I'm a backup, backup dancer. dancer. If that makes me a backup dancer, the, the man, man in your bids? Backup dancer. The man in your pics, Backup, dancer. The man in your picks, backup dancer. Man want to chat about backup dancer. Big man like me with a beard, I'm a big man. Man, how the fuck can I back up? comes everywhere I go. I can't run with my enemy show. Who can a club with all of my tugs? Party's done, everybody go home. Apart from the girl that you know say, Who can a club with a girl say hey? hey. Tell a man like I'm paid to the A. There's no champagne, we don't break. Yeah, I'm the best, I'm so cocky. I got a mob like, like at like 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 Rocky. Rocky. I said- trend.
2: Yeah, I know exactly which one you know. I forgot about it. It was a massive tent. It was completely ram. Yeah. And it was yeah. right after Brexit. It was the day, I remember, this is hilarious. Yeah, 2016, 2016, It was 2016 was it. and the day after Brexit, right? The day after Brexit. You you know, was the, 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 the referendum results. I was in a, in a, in, with my driver and my, my, he's not my driver anymore for corrupt defend, but he's a bit of a, do you know what I mean? He's a little bit edl and I would, <laughs> and he's, don't get me wrong. He's a nice guy. Yeah. But we would always like have a little bit of baton back and forth. Yeah. Where, you know, we, we'd be like, you know, calling him like an EDL guy because he's like, always talks about immigration, but he's all right he's like, but you're all right, Sim. you're all right. That's what I mean. If it was more like you, that'd be all right. And, and he kind of does it in a jokey way. We even had a song where he's like, you know, we go, you know, he don't, I'm not going to say it, but uh, we used to call him EDL and then his surname. But like, then it became a little bit real that day. I remember like I was a little bit, obviously, you know, devastated and quite like just blown away by what had happened and then you know I was in the car with him driving up to Glastonbury and he was just so happy and he was like you know what he goes and he predicted it he was like you know what I think Trump's going to get in now I think that's what we need we need Farage we need Trump and I was just like just to be clear, he's not my driver anymore because it just became a bit too awkward. You know, like when the joke becomes a bit too real and you're like, hold on, I think he might actually do a hate crime on me if he had the chance. (laughs) You know what I mean? So then I remember we went, so then I went to Glastonbury and it was just, I remember that set you're talking about. I went on stage and I said something i don't know as your buddy but it was quite funny about brexit or something um yeah. ukip's nightmare or whatever like you know i mean the music yeah. universe, whatever some bullshit and it got a huge chair and i just remember like people were quite emotional that that glastonbury Mate, yeah it was you know weird. What i mean yeah, yeah. and it, it was weird I- man and it was something to do with the voting as well like so many people were at glastonbury who didn't vote because they couldn't vote or <laughs> yeah. something yeah um,
1: uh, I, I remember i remember i getting- sitting like walking back to the tent like when it was happening about 3 or 4 a.m so it would have been that morning so the night before and I remember seeing this pair of like women in probably in their 50s 60s and they just sat under a tent and they were just watching BBC News live and I'd lost all my mates I think they'd all gone back and I was like do you mind if I just sit with you and watch it? And at one point it was going quite well. And then just like, as the hours kind of passed, like everyone's just, and the whole mood just fell. I think it kind of, it was weird for the rest of the weekend after that. It kind of, I I imagine it's probably like, you know, when Michael Jackson died in like 2009 and apparently that was just, really weird sort of to reality, but your set was fucking sick so nice.
2: Thank you also you know what when you started that story Tommy I was like I, you were like I saw a couple of you know 50 year old birds there, and I thought you know I thought I'd try my classic line can I watch that with you and then we just sat there we cried and one of them gave me a little hug and then it turned into a snog and you know half an hour later we were, in, we were in a tent just you know banging and each other's been... brains out and i was like oh tommy likes an older bird we've, we've been <laughs> married for four years yeah. <laughs> how did you meet your wife your much older mature wife well it was brexit 2016 <laughs> and i had a satchel of your back hair with me Bob. yeah 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 that's what secured the deal she was like god you smell so musky like a like an ancient fat man <laughs> yeah, that's me, baby. That's my vibe. It got
0: to, <gasps> to 10 a.m. Yes. the next morning in her tent, and she was like, "Are you gonna leave or remain with me?" Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
4: oh,
1: oh. That's we go. why he gets the numbers. That's why. I want to
2: know, Tommy. Is uh, do you did you pull out? Hey, <laughs> hey, come on, pull out. Intercourse. <laughs> 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 Bear that. sorry. Cut
3: that bit out.
2: Anyway. Pitch, I'm sat in my
1: dad's office right now, because he, he's on holiday. I know he spat all over his, like. But <laughs> like, this is, so I'm from, I'm, I'll explain to the listener like my situation right now, and which is, I usually laugh very loud, and like joyfully, and um, there's an office of about uh, 10, 15 people next to me, of accountants, and it's because I'm from Shrewsbury originally, which is quite rural. And um, they can probably hear all this, but, um, hi guys. But um, my signal's that bad at home, like literally don't get 4G that I've had to come to my dad's office, which is more near town, in a funeral suit to come and (laughs) do this. So it's a really bizarre situation for me. When
0: Tommy was whispering then, asked him, did it remind you of when he was outside your tent at Glastonbury? (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, you know what, if if I just had the hot the hot air as well in my <laughs> neck. It would just it would have been perfect. <laughs> I like that, Tommy. That's dedication, though, man. Big up, that mate. Fantastic.
1: That's how much. That's how much yeah. we wanted to speak to oh,
2: so you. So, what's when
0: you obviously corrupt FM got asked to play Glastonbury? What's that like? Is it like when you, know, you hear England footballers getting called up and they say they thought their mates were winding them up and stuff like that? When you get the phone
2: call to ask you to play Glastonbury, is it a bit surreal? <laughs> you know what it's surreal and and it was one of those things like it wasn't a massive you know our first ever Glastonbury was probably like I don't even know maybe like a couple of thousand people there you know it's not a massive thing but just to be like to say you're you're playing Glastonbury of course it's a massive massive thing and um it's one of the you know what the only the only way I can keep on describing it because it never really feels like real to me a lot of this stuff because I am quite like just quite a normal guy like you know I mean I'm not I still have the same friends from school like even my crop to boys we've known each other since we were you know teenagers like we don't we we never and because fame fame and success came to us quite later on in life like you know we were all in our mid to late 20s when our show got commissioned so we already lived that kind of like normal life like call centers being broke like you know what i mean so we never like, i think if we were we were always quite grounded and grateful that we had any opportunity so some, when something like glastonbury comes along first of all you're just like that's not even real like how could that even happen but you know what the way i always describe it well not always it's the first time i'm ever describing like this <laughs> is that it's kind of like calling up on the radio i don't know if you've ever done that and hearing your voice on the radio or like getting Mm -hmm. through on something like a broadcast level where you're like, Oh my God, that's my voice. Like that. That's exactly what it feels. Any bit of fame feels like it feels weird. It feels cringy. It feels embarrassing. You sometimes feel like you don't deserve it. So you can't fully always enjoy your wins and your success because you know, let's be honest, you know, 20% of people are going to be chuffed for you. A lot of people are going to be like fucking pricks. Why am I not good enough for Glastonbury? There's a lot of people like that. So as years go on, you learn to start enjoying your wins, but enjoying them more to yourself and more with people who actually give a shit. And don't, don't rub it in people's faces. You know, it's a very British thing. That we we are quite embarrassed when we get when good things happen to us. And I think that's kind of wrong. Like, I think that's one thing that you know with the Americans, even though I don't I think they all fucking most of them are nightmares, you know. But generally, (laughs) Americans do celebrate Mm -hmm. their wins. They're like, yeah, fucking win, man. Like, you know, they celebrate their wins. And I think that's something us as Brits, we should feel proud. When you work hard for something and you get it, like, why can't we celebrate that? You know what I mean? Like, and it's a very British kind of negative kind of pessimistic view that we have but maybe that's why we're so grounded and that's why we're so i don't know like self-deprecating and i don't know man well i'm a
1: i'm i've turned 30 this year and i've only just started getting like some small amount of successes on like a more public level i've just got offered like a job like quite a big one but um it's like i constantly have imposter syndrome like all the time i'm just like i don't deserve this like this like, how did I end up here? Like, there must be someone sort of better than me.
2: Your new job isn't like a funeral director, is it? I'm just checking. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, you are wearing a black tie. And no, always going to need a, him. No, always going to need He will it, always die.
1: That's what no, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a Green Day tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: nice. No, but, um,
1: nice. yeah, I know what you mean. And also... Yeah. Well, it's like, I well, I hate to quote Morrissey because he's a bigger, but, um, and I'm not cutting my edge on it. Um, but no, there's that Morrissey song, um, We Hate When Our Friends Become Successful, which is so true. Like, you know, that thing you said about probably only 20% of people are actually happy for you.
2: Yeah. It's, 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 it's a British thing of like building people up, which is fun. It's fun to build people up. And then when you lose that control, And and then they start becoming independent and doing their own things. You're like, hold on a minute. I fucking built you up. Now I'm going to have the power to watch you fall and crash and burn. So there's almost as much glory and um, joy in the rise as there is in the fall for the British public. And that is something I think we're always going to love. I don't know what it is. It's like some weird snuff relationship (laughs) we have with people in the public eye where we love to build them up but we you know what's even better than that watching them fall it's a weird control entitled thing i think which not everyone has of course but i think generally like people like to build people up but when they get a bit too big for their boots they're like okay actually now i'm gonna bring you back down because we're the ones who put you there in some some bits i agree with that i think you know without the public who who are the people who are buying and consuming your shit right but at the same time, there needs to be an understanding of an empathy, that this is a person, this is a person, this isn't a product, you know? Um, so it's an interesting one. It's very, very complex. Yeah, 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 it's complex.
0: Talk, talking about that sort of thing, have you always been, well, you've obviously played or done performed at Glastonbury more than once. Have you always been well-received, like the public and the, the crowds? You say that you played for a couple of thousand your first time. That's still a pretty big number, Yeah, of course, um, yeah. Have you always been well received when you've been
2: performing at Glastonbury well, Festival? Yeah, I mean, just to be, just to be clear, that, you know, that couple of thousand, they weren't all uh, there to see us. And that, and that was, one of, that was actually that was one of the best things, actually, about the first Glastonbury because we weren't that big. I don't know, maybe series one had come out by then, but we were really niche. And it was one of those things where out of those 2,000, maybe 300, 400 people were there who actually knew who we were. But by the end of the set, more people enjoyed it because, you know, and that's the great thing about Corrupt FM and playing live. It's that kind of spinal tap thing, right? Where things can go wrong. It doesn't matter. Like we've had so many fuck-ups during our like even when we've played Brixton Academy and massive, you know, headlining acts, things have gone wrong and everyone thinks, Oh God, I loved it that bit when like steve got stuck on the when Steve's got stuck on the roof. That was a lit and we were like, No, that was a real fuck up. Like there was one thing when the curtains didn't come down for ages at Camden, Coco, and everyone was like absolute comedy genius. <laughs> we were like we'll take it so we really can't we can't fuck up like we've never and this is not me being cocky that's great we've never ever like we've done our shit gigs don't get me don't get me wrong we've done pubs and you know all kinds of terrible things and you know things but generally i think even when things go wrong we can laugh at ourselves and we just go with the flow it doesn't matter like and it's 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 supposed to be a rave like that's what corrupt fm is about just letting go playing those songs that you love, you remind you of your youth and just, just have a good it's time. Ready. Know I mean? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something
4: like that. Yeah, yeah. Something
2: like that. No, no. Nothing like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. No, no. Nothing like that. Yeah
2: it's a real real have you guys so, so you've been to the glastonbury one but when we're back I've, seen, Roddick, I've,
1: I've, I've, I've seen you at um albert hall as well in manchester right,
2: in manchester you yeah, know yeah, like, so the really, like the big yeah, beautiful you, venue, you know yeah. what it's like it's just the vibe it's it's like, same, we're not man. taking ourselves too seriously like nah. but things so yeah of course we've been received not well sometimes but at the same time we don't give a fuck and i think because of that we just go with the flow. We're a comedy music act. We're not there to kind of like give you the greatest musical performance of your life. But also we 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 can do we know our shit. So it's like, you know. There's
1: that exactly and that and that comes across and there's like that I mean before this I was listening to um, I just was listening to loads of UK Garage and it's that sort of nostalgia from when
3: yeah
1: I grew up because I'm I'm there to see you guys because I love the show. But also um, you know, there's moments in the show when you have um like when Flowers plays or when um yeah, streets when there's one like yeah exactly and that's what I listened to when I was like 12, 13
2: yeah
0: we're gonna have another Sorry, shout man. out we're gonna have another shout out for Richard Blackwood on this podcast then
2: <laughs> what are you really? doing here <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a racist way. <laughs> Richard Blackwood came to my college once to host a, a talent, to judge a talent show, and this was when he was not doing too great in his career. I think he just, you know, just fallen off. And there was rumors that he came on the bus, and it was just so mean. Oh no! God. <laughs> know, they were like, they were like, Richard Blackwood went home on the two three five, and we were like, oh, like apparently he didn't have enough on his oyster. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> was he on the two three five. He should have been on the one two three four. Get with the wicked.
3: One two three four. Get with the wicked. Can I get a? Chicks get with it. Can I get a? Oh, oh, fellas, you know. Oh come on!
2: <laughs> oh, we fucking love you, Barbie. <laughs> Check every day on MTV. That was a shit song, wasn't it? But fucking hell, <laughs> yeah, good memories.
0: I think they were the first singles I ever bought. One two three four. Get with the wicked. <laughs> uh, Johnny
2: references that every other episode. I swear yeah. he does. Richard, Richard Blackwood Richard oh, you... or
0: Christian Christian rock music, which are the two, the two things? I'd... I want to
2: yeah. I want to ask a hip hop fan like a really like deadpan. Really, I was like, who do you think's better, um, Kendrick Lamar or Richard Blackwood? <laughs> like in their prime, in their prime, in their prime though. <laughs> like really deadpan, asking straight in the eye, who do you think's better though lyrically? <laughs> Who had the better flow? Who, has the better flow? <laughs> yeah, who had the better flow? Because, I mean, look, you, you know, Richard Blackwood with that one, two, three, four. I mean, you know, in terms of delivery and flow, that was like big pun.
4: <laughs>
2: I'd love to hear you say that to like Charlemagne the Garden or
3: Save My Life. Yeah, yeah really. Oh
1: God,
0: just getting on uh, Hip Hop Save My Life and just dedicating the whole episode to just talking about Richard Blackwood. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: okay. giving him a lifetime achievement award from, over the podcast. <laughs> Richard Blackwood, this is your life. <laughs> Big up Richard Blackwood. I've never met him. I'm sure he's a lovely fella. God bless him.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Richard Blackwood. Um, yeah. Have you been to any other festivals other than, other than Glastonbury or is that just the main sort of yeah. one that you go to? I've
2: been to, like, I've been to loads, to be honest. Like, in, in the Corrupt FM kind of festival season, we do all of them. So like, I remember, you know, I mean, Boomtown, uh, Wireless. I mean, name it. I've been to pretty much all of them, mainly, but I've never been to a festival that on my own, I've only gone for work. Um, that's what I mean. I don't think I'm a huge festival guy. I don't think I'd actually go to a festival, um, just because it's not me. I don't like camping. Like, if it, London ones, I'd go to for the day. But in terms of the, you know the whole thing, if the camping thing is a big thing for me, I'm just not great at it, and I'm not I'm not a man of the outdoors. I never have been, and I don't mean I don't mean to generalize, but Asians generally don't camp. We don't ski and we don't camp. <laughs> that comes, you know, it's in the Asian manual. Have to be an Asian. You don't don't do those two things, and if you do, you're not really Asian. (laughs) You're just a bit brown. I'm joking. Um, um, Most most of the lads that
1: play cricket they're Asian, so I'm going to ask them that. No, ask them.
2: I guarantee. I guarantee you. Ask them. Have you ever been skiing? Have you ever been camping? They'll laugh in your face. They'll laugh in your face. I love the phrase
0: "I'm bad at camping," as in how can you? (laughs) I think it's a great great point to put in there outdoor type by Lemonheads, which is all about just not being very manly and not being able to camp properly
2: yeah yeah oh, I am, I i'm camp. not i'm not I, i'm manly in, in other ways but when it comes to like you know like camping or even diy i'm used to, i'm just not good with it. my hands are just not built you know they're just built for wanking probably um they're not really built for anything useful you know really i'm terrible with my hands i'm all right with my feet i mean i'm pretty decent on the ball but with my hands i'm just not good you know what you know what i mean um,
1: right. Yeah, no, I do, man. My missus will can't... tell you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing down there.
1: <laughs> I, I can't, I can't even assemble like an IKEA thing, and apparently that's supposed oh, no. to be easy. Like yeah, I can't I even can't. do yeah. do one of them. Um, should we move on to the uh, festival itself then? What is the um, we need a location and a name. I see.
2: Okay, so I hate to be like too dark, but I have been thinking about this for a while. And the the name, the location of the place of where this festival is going to be held, is going to be called Murder Island. Oh. Okay, <laughs> right. So it's Murder Island. Okay, and this is the first of its kind. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. So I'll give it in bits. So the location is Murder Island.
0: That's that is sense. is it? A, are we taking over a pre-existing island, or are you gonna man
2: man make <laughs> like you I know might, when you
0: find you, these? You know should islands i tell you what islands landfill
2: you know what islands probably going cheap right now Ep- Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably pick that up on ebay um obviously I'll, I'll get the whole place sterilized and make sure it's all the evil demons are gone from all the horrors that probably happened there and you know it's, it's like trying to sell a house that like, way multiple murders happen, isn't it probably that's yeah. what he's like his, his people are probably like fucking hell how are, we, how are we gonna how are we gonna flog this fucking hell get it for like 83 quid on ebay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what, though? That, that is a good thing, though. I mean, I, I know that it's quite dark, but, you know, that as a series, like, looking at houses and places where bad things happen and talking about them. That is pretty cool. I mean, I'm quite interested in that kind of shit. Netflix, you know? Netflix would buy that up because they did... Netflix um, would buy that shit up, yeah. Have
0: you watched Dark Tourist, where he goes to, like... oh uh, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen so that. I haven't seen that. So he goes to, like... Um, so he goes to Cyprus and goes and tries to go into no-man's land between the Turk and um, Greek parts of the island and he's like if anyone goes there you'll either get shot by the greek or a lot or shot by the turkish lot so there's just this strip of houses that no one's allowed in it goes to japan um where the uh, fat, the nuclear factory meltdown happened, oh, wow. and goes into because th- these are all places you can go, on, like tourist holidays and stuff oh, like that. Chernobyl yeah. oh, as well.
2: Chernobyl yeah. as well. He goes yeah. to, and he goes well, like, to um, he goes on a Auschwitz. Auschwitz is probably the most famous one, right? Like, yeah. Why, why? I don't know why people would go to Auschwitz though. Like, why would you? I, I know it's like a thing. Like, you know, you know, it's terrible, but I, I, I wouldn't want to go there. It's we too. went it's there um,
0: with university because we were studying. Wow. I did criminology, and we were studying state crime, and. Um, right see crimes committed by governments and things like that yeah. so it's a good place but the weird thing was and you see it every so often someone will go viral for all the wrong reasons on twitter or, or instagram or something but people are having their photographs taken in front of different parts and it's like i get you like oh, yeah. take, take photos of stuff so you can show them to people and explain what was happening but you don't need to be posing in front of those things i know i i, I saw
2: yeah i saw a bit of that in berlin when you know um you know the, the monuments they've got there which are beautiful the I saw loads of like, yeah, vloggers and, you know, Instagram girls that, you know, getting their boyfriends to take pictures. Just like, come on. It's fucking like, morbid, it's just, isn't it? It's sadistic. It's really morbid. It's really yeah. morbid. Yeah. Uh,
1: th- and there's a, there's a whole thing as well, like, well, it's on a similar sort of um, wavelength, I suppose, is um, people doing selfies like outside, like their granddads. It's always in america but i, said, I like, always find that huskets. quite funny
2: though like rest in peace granddad you're like fucking hell body's still warm but then you get that guy
0: that was like i had came to my haters funeral to just make sure that he was dead and th- oh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah uh, with so a gun cool. with a gun just to make sure the
0: motherfucker did <laughs> <laughs> some murder island if we're insinuating that yeah. it, it might take place on little st james we're going for a caribbean island i'm guessing <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah something like that yeah something 83 something, pretty cheap a, yeah, absolute bargain. Might even get yeah. buy one, get one free. Uh <laughs> <to be laughs> they go, previous random. owners, <laughs> we're not going to disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the log books just tip X out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seized by Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, have we got a, have we got a name for the festival as well. Um, I mean, we're sticking with the theme here, that the festival is actually called Murder Festival. Um, so there what is it? a, stick with me here, so it's Murder Festival at Murder Island, which I'm mm-hmm. obviously going to have to find the island, and as you were <laughs> saying Ep- Epstein's island might be going for cheap, so might have to pick up an absolute bargain there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the... Is that the so?
1: Point. Is is that going to be a sort of, is that going to be a theme that's going yeah, well, to... You will see. Yes. Okay, I'm excited. I'm yes, excited. there
2: is a there is a um, there is a theme going here, and it's going <laughs> to hopefully be cohesive.
0: <laughs>
2: um, and we Let's need see. The, we need the, no, if, Not that the days
0: of the week matter for planning permission uh, when we're just commandeering a, a Caribbean island, but have you got days of the week in mind for the festival to take place? So
2: okay, so murder festival will be uh, taking place uh, on Murder Island, uh, <laughs> and it will be Monday. Sorry, it will be Friday. Saturday and Sunday and Sunday is the most important day because it's a holy day a something's going to happen something will happen on Sunday, it's the Sabbath uh, something will happen on Sunday um, that I will disclose later <laughs> but it's a three, three day event um, Friday obviously opening but Sunday we're going to have a, a very holy or unholy um, closing of the show let's see Oof. No, you know, one's, no
1: one's no one's built no one's built the suspense up quite like this
2: do you like it maybe a music it. Over this shit. yeah there's a music over it I'm, I'm hard right now I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you're hard to- with me talking about murder okay that's weird and you're wearing a, <laughs> a funeral suit which is very weird Tommy it's like Glastonbury 2016 all over again <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> exactly. my- he's got I'm- the clippers ready <laughs> I'm in my dad's office
1: chair I feel so wrong saying just <laughs> sorry dad I know you listen to oh. every episode right let's <laughs> So let's, let's start with the uh, Friday, first day of um, Murder Festival.
2: Okay, so so how do you want me to do this then? Talk about the headliners or who's playing? Big headliner, the and
1: then so just the main headliner, and then you can you know if there's any other acts you want to like okay, support so or build up to yeah. it.
2: Okay, so the main headliner for the Friday, I remember I saw in the rules that I can I can bring back the Dead, and this is going to be a theme as well because it's this murder here. Yeah? So <laughs> the first headline artist. On Friday is gonna be the great late two patch a call.
3: First off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. West side when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fuck your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus puffy trying to see me greet, hearts I rip. Vicky and junior mafia some mock ass bitches. We keep Um,
2: and this time it's not going to be a hologram. It's actually going to be Tupac. And he'll be there and he'll be performing his huge catalog and all his hits. Um, but then at the end of his performance, now this is a theme, at the end of his performance, he will be gunned down. Right. <laughs> okay. Again, he will, he, will be, he will be shot again by a mystery person. Right. Because obviously his death has, is, is unsolved. No one knew who shot Tupac, right? There's been rumors. Was it Suge Knight? Was it Biggie's crew? We don't know. There's been, you know, there's been documentaries about it. Nick Broomfield. I mean, countless. Love that. Love that. Countless stuff. So here's the theme, guys. I might as well, I might as well unveil it because so this is going to be the world's first ever murder festival where you go to watch artists who have been tragically killed, but then at the end of their performance, you then have to solve their murder. So, so it's a double it's, a, it's not it's a music festival but also it's a murder mystery weekend
4: and it's a fucking
2: like escape room basically yeah it's got those kind of vibes so um that's gonna be it that's it so the first night will be two pack do his whole thing and then there'll be a drive-by you know and he'll oh. be shot down, tragically and you know it's not going to be like people are aware this is going to happen it's not going to be like a you know Everyone knows. Sure. Great- yeah. And then you have to go and you have to investigate. And it'll be everyone investigating and talking about it. And then, you know, while obviously getting pissed and having a great time. Um, Love it. And then if you find the murderer, then you get VIP tickets for the next night or whatever. <coughs> for the next, you know. So you have to solve the crime. So that's what it is. That's the Friday. You, you
0: touched on talking about Tupac. You touched on the fact that there, uh, was it Coachella put a hologram of him up a few years ago. Yeah. What do you, what do you as a Tupac fan, what do you think of that sort of thing do you think it's a good way of accessing his back catalog or do you think it's sort of just disrespectful
2: and stupid Uh, i mean i mean i can't say anything right now right i'm doing i'm doing a festival with he's he's coming back and getting shot again (laughs) i don't think i have any ground to stand on to be honest um he's i'm bringing him back from the dead just to kill him again on on an island that was owned by a pedo (laughs) i don't think i have any ground to stand on
0: You ever go and, would you ever go and see a, a, a holographic artist if it was nah, your only chance?
2: Not nah, not for me. I think I think if you missed it, you missed it. You know, I think um I was I I was I was quite pissed that I, I didn't get this. I had an opportunity to see Prince and, and even MJ. Oh, you know I mean? no. Like my cousin saw MJ, it, I can't remember what tour, Dangerous Tour, like in the 90s in Wembley. And I was just like, I, like, if you think about it, like, yeah, okay, if he's a nonce or whatever, you know, whatever. But like, just to go see the man in his prime before you oh, knew about like, all that shit, like, that is something that's massive. And I, and I remember Prince, like maybe five or six years ago, Prince did a, a, a random show in, in Electric at, in Brixton, right? and um my mate me and my mate steve Steve's from the show we yeah. tried to go and it was pissing down raining and then we like we basically just missed the opportunity and we couldn't go but we were on it and i was just thinking imagine that going to see prince at just some pop-up a at, at Le- at bricks and electric which is not even big it's a small venue like seeing prince there like it would have been insane so i just think if you have missed it you've missed it you know you, you're just gonna have to live through the legend and the stories and the myths and all that really i think there's no point going to see it a hologram it's quite sad really isn't it it's just kind of yeah and also you've got their music like that's that's what they've left us enjoy that that they're, they're immortalized on
1: youtube as well yeah, these days of course like, everything's all, everything's there yeah.
2: everything every, their whole catalog and, and you know people are immortalized by their art by what, what you leave behind so yeah, i think holograms are really not needed you know you've got the arts there it's still there you know even if the physical body's gone you know their, yeah. their body of work is still there i am um, I had the same,
1: I think we spoke to someone else back. Well, Prince has started uh coming up quite a bit now because he's like, you know, he's my my hero, like number one probably. Yeah. And it's just it's one massive regret as well of mine that like because he, he did the same in Manchester, did like those, I think like kind of on the day announced those gigs. Yeah. And and you know, at the time you just kind of don't um you don't appreciate, you kind of take it for granted. You're like, oh I'll have plenty. because he's so he's, yeah. he's so like effervescent and so like evergreen, he's just like, I'll, I'll be able to see him again. I'm like, it doesn't yeah. matter about this time. Um, but I was gonna also ask, what do you think, I don't wanna get too uh, tinfoil hat in cell, but what do you think happened with, uh, with Tupac's death? Because I've got a mate who's a massive Tupac fan who thinks, he's convinced it was like P Diddy and his lot, but Biggie had nothing to do with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where like, you know, like the more you know, the more you know you don't know shit you know it's one of those yeah. kind of things where like, I've obviously like Tupac was massive for me growing up and you know huge huge inspiration which you know Asians love him like yeah. <laughs> Asians if you're ever in an Asian's car an Asian guy's car First of all, you won't be able to hear any lyrics because the way they've EQ'd the car, all you hear is the sub. So just <laughs> you hear them down the street before they come, in the, and that's I'm from Hounslow, and that's all you hear. But yeah, everyone loves Tupac in it, man. Tupac, man. I love, 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 love Tupac, man. Fuck Biggie, man. Fuck Biggie. But that was all Asians love Tupac. I don't know what it is. Maybe because like Tupac, I don't know. Tupac Shakur, he's got like, you know, what I mean, he's got more of a, I don't know, it's more Asian features in a way because I think he was like his, you know, his ancestry was, and the Shakur is like a almost like an Indian sounding name, and he a nose ring asians love nose rings and bandanas <laughs> <laughs> people love yeah, it the
1: bandana, yeah
2: they love it um uh it's one of those things where i don't know man I, I i really don't know i think it's i think it's just so much information that it's over information with that kind of thing it's like 9-11 like you know, you know you know something's not right but i mean to go into it there's so many theories and so much this and that you really don't know man i mean all it is it is just uh he, he, he got too... I think he did get too too powerful and too big, though, for everyone, for everyone's liking. He became so powerful in terms of, like, you know, he became more than a musical artist. Like, he was... His words, you know, he was an, he became an icon. You know, and now when you talk about Tupac, you don't really see him as a rapper anymore. You do hold him in those, you know, Bob Marley and all these kind of people. He was an icon. He stood for something so huge, and he was prolific, and he died at 23? 24. 20, 24?
1: Yeah, 20, 23, 24, 24 hell. yeah.
2: Like it's insane. <laughs> to imagine what he could have done and changed. Um, he was the back catalogue
1: as well at that age is just it's ridiculous. Insane. Isn't it's it?
2: insane. So you can just see he was a, a huge, huge ball of light. And I guess what's you know what's the whole thing about you know sometimes the, the brightest lights they, t- they they turn out the quickest, don't they? So yeah, um, yeah, man. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I but then like, at the same time, like you know, his, his catalogue is just insane. So he's here forever, really. What do you, what do you think if he was still around
0: now? obviously went into a bit of acting and things like that what do you think would you think he'd go down like that ice uh, ice cube route and be in family friendly films or do you think he'd sort of still be doing like hardcore political stuff
2: you know what i think he was actually a very troubled man i I mean and obviously no one knows i think he would I, i don't think it would have been as easy as people assume that he would have been this and that i think he was a very troubled man with a lot of mental health problems i think he had a you know, uh, you know, he was he was either he was so he was a man of extremes. He was either completely aggressive and gonna kill you and thug life and fuck everyone, or he was like this gentle, poetic soul talking about Brenda's got a baby and loving your mother and you know ri- rising up against the oppression. And so there was no middle ground with him. I think he was a man of extremes, and I think people like that suffer. You know, I think they suffer with their mental health because there's no balance, and when you don't have balance in your life, and it's quite common with a lot of geniuses. You know, you see like whatever you like to think of it but Kanye is a great example Kanye, obviously, yeah. you know with his bipolar and you know I, th- I think I think there, there was elements of like of that kind of stuff with Tupac as well he was very paranoid very um you know untrustworthy uh, untrusting of everyone and you know, really a man of extremes. And I think, you know, Kanye is the same. And I think a lot of musical artists, look at Amy Winehouse and a lot of like very, very, Kurt very talented, Kurt Cobain, like they're very talented people have huge mental health problems that don't get, and because you know, you were joking about it early, Tommy, about having a breakdown in front of your 2000 fans. Imagine that, but having a breakdown in front of the whole world. like Oh man, fucking, I know. It's fucked up, yeah, you know what I mean? I so uh, I don't know what would happen and, and no one knows, but I, I, I do think he was a very complicated man. Um, I, I worry about. Like, I'm glad you mentioned
1: Kanye because I'm so like he's another hero of mine. I've got like yeah. you know I've got vinyls and posters of yeah, like I've got, got Jesus.
2: I've, I've got his frame right here. Like this is <laughs> that's Kanye. I yeah, love my Kanye. beautiful
1: dark twisted fantasy. Yeah,
2: Um
1: And I've got I've got the um, I was wearing my Jesus King T-shirt I had the other day, and someone was like, "Oh, like Kanye's canceled I'm like, "Well, I'm yeah. like it, it's it's not that simple, is it?" I no. I do actually worry about him because I'm like. If we, and like, do you see him like doing the, the presidential speech oh, and he's man, just fucking yeah. crying like a baby? And I'm just well, like, yeah,
2: he was having something seriously
1: wrong with this man. He like, was having if, a
2: psychotic episode. Like, you know, he, yeah. that's the thing when, you know, some, most people have their huge breakdowns and psychotic episodes and psychosis in private. This man's having it in front of the whole world.
3: Someday we gon' set it off Someday we gon' get this off Baby, don't you bet it all On that path of fame. You might think they wrote you off They gon' have to roll me off Someday the drama be gone And mm-hmm. Sometimes I take all the shine Talk like I drank all the wine Here's a head, but way behind I'm on one, two, three, four, five No half-truths, just naked minds Caught between space and time This now
2: is the word in mind But maybe
4: someday
2: You know, after losing his mom and everything I think there was a trauma there um, That, you know, he's obviously hasn't had time to process Because you, you, the world is watching and I think with any trauma you have in your life, it, if you don't process it at the time, that's what happens. That's when your mental illness starts building up, and then it can explode, and you can have a moment, and you could get, you could be, you know, you could get bipolar, schizophrenia. There's so many really serious mental health um, conditions you can get by not processing trauma. Of course, a lot of it is genetics and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, man, Kanye is ill. Like you know, when people say Kanye is canceled, that he's ill. The man's yeah. ill. You yeah. know, same thing with Trump. Trump is an ill man. Like you know, he's goes a serious, serious personality disorder. You know, the extreme narcissism. The man is ill.
3: Just friends, just friends. And he's uh, a good man. He's, he's been doing well, long time. Positions? We've so, been so. friends for a long time. Life. Life, I just want to take a picture right
2: now. You know, <laughs> these people, these people shouldn't be in charge of anything. Like Kanye is a creative, so it's different. You let them, if anything, Kanye's music is the one thing that probably keeps him functioning.
1: You know, yeah. music that is, is a savior.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a distraction. It's it's like it's their therapy. So, but in terms of like you know, you don't these people are ill. They need help. You know, so that's the way I see it. Uh, would you have anyone else coming on stage with
0: with Tupac? Obviously, like people since like Elton John and things like that have taken his music
2: and and, and <laughs> what was that over uh, Elton get,
0: John coming up, wheeling on
2: with <laughs> his piano, getting wheeled on. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Ellen John, I think that'll be okay, but have you heard Ellen John singing now? He does not. I don't <laughs> think he can sing anymore. Because <laughs> he's kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know.
3: You can never know I just like. You blood like when the freeze is just like ice the cold and lonely light that the corner will only like to shine from you. You want to black like the wreck you hide behind and
2: make
5: you use. And no,
2: no, no. I that it's just some grunting i think it's johnny weird. said this
1: before on this podcast but he's he's gone very um vic reeves club singer
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yeah. It, is, it
2: is it's weird man it's weird but he's old isn't it? i mean her voice is blessing his voice as well was like it, so it was a young voice if you know what i mean it was yeah, dynamic yeah, yeah. wasn't it so to keep that same kind of that dynamic range and those kind of that tone it is tough when you get older and You'd have Dre Dre, though,
1: surely. Dre for uh, California love.
2: No, I don't think I would because Tupac fell out with Dre. Um, towards the end he pretty much and this is going back to his kind of you know mental illness I think you know he fell out with everyone pretty much he became you know he did an album called Me Against the World I mean that if that shows you what kind of state of mind he was in you know he hated Dre towards the end he, he fell out with Snoop Dogg Snoop's talked about it a lot he, he was only yeah. he was, he was, his only mate was Suge Knight it Was like that's the <gasps> last guy you want on your no, you know what I mean? like literally no. a criminal which you know there's a lot of evidence to say that Suge Knight killed uh, Tupac because you know he wanted out of death row you know, they always said famously, there's only, two, there's only two ways out of death row. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, not only one way out of death row. Sorry, dead. Death. <laughs> yeah. Dead. Yeah. That's yeah, the clue's in the name. Yeah. Um,
0: so, okay, yeah. There's not only one way out of Murder
2: Island. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think for Tupac, maybe, I'll tell you what, here's a nice one. This is sweet. How about when Tupac does Dear Mama, which is probably my favourite song to any, every rapper has to do a mum song. Even Eminem, even if it's talking about killing his mom, <laughs> um, I, I would say Tupac, when he does Dear Mama, his mom comes out and they reunite.
3: You always was committed. A poor single mother, on welfare. Tell me how you did. It. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate Lady, it. Don't you know it? Love sweet. Dear Lady, Mama. Please Mama. No- you How about uh, that, the yeah, I The
2: female football comes out and they have a nice mother-son moment. And then she has to and watch, watch that. Comes and, Someone comes again. and shoots her in the head. <fair>. It is Murder Island, guys. Come on, it's
1: Murder festival. Yeah. And They signed it up. But it's on the small print. They knew what exactly. they were getting. Yeah, exactly.
2: We just say it really quick at the promo. <laughs> as part of the festival, you will be killed.
0: Yeah, it's like those those American adverts. Yeah. That's like where right right at the end it's like, yeah. We do not take responsibility
1: for what may happen at Murder Island.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. What's your um, let's move on to Saturday. Who is your who's your Saturday um, headliner?
2: Well, can you who's guess who's getting murdered
1: on Saturday? Can you guess? Biggie.
5: it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rapper attack, Mr. Magic, Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. With the hat
2: to match. Yeah, it's, my, <laughs> it's my favorite rapper of all time, Biggie Smalls. Yes. Notorious B.I.G. is going to be headlining on Saturday. And very much like in real life, Tupac was killed. And then I believe six months later, Biggie was killed. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, it'll be Biggie. He'll be performing all of his hits. P Diddy will be out there. We'll be coming on with him. They'll be reunited.
5: It's all good. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga.
2: And he will also be tragically gunned down towards the <laughs> end of his performance. <laughs> and then the killer will be roaming free through Murder Island, and we have to catch him. Um, <laughs> and the thing with Biggie... Oh, you know, this concept, Biggie, bro. Biggie man. really should have been my number one because... Um, so this is actually what... This is my front desk, right? It's a bit dusty. Hold on. Let me just show you. Uh, okay. So this is my front desk that I and as I was, I forgot that these are but look who the stickers are
0: Oh, Tupac and Biggie Oh <laughs> shit man it's
2: just weird yeah, that I, it's just yeah it's just weird that I just I, I forgot they were on there but um the thing with Matt. Biggie Biggie's a perfect um headliner for Murder Festival because his whole life he was obsessed with death you know, yeah. like his his three Life albums, after death. Yeah, his his first album is Ready to Die, the second album Life After Death, and then his third album, which was a posthumous album, is Born Again. You know, all death themes, all his lyrics are super, super paranoid about death, about one's mortality. You know, one of my favorite songs of all time. And I think one of the most important songs in terms of in hip hop and toxic masculinity and being vulnerable is suicidal thoughts.
5: When I die, fuck it. I want to go to hell because I'm a piece of shit. It ain't hard to fucking tell. It don't make sense going to heaven with the goody goodies dressed in white. I like black Tims and black hoodies. Gotta probably have me on some real strict shit. No sleeping all day. No getting my dick licked. Hanging with the goody-goodies, lounging in paradise, fuck that shit, I wanna tote guns and shoot dice All my life I've been considered as the worst, lying to my mother, even stealing out her purse Crime after crime, from drugs to extortion, I know my mother wish she got a fucking abortion She don't even love me like she did when I was younger, sucking on her chest just to stop my fucking hunger I wonder if I died, would tears come to her eyes, forgive me for my disrespect
2: I mean, that song is so brilliant. He's basically admitting to the world that he's depressed and suicidal. You know, when I die, fuck it, I wanna go to hell because I'm a piece of shit, it ain't hard to fucking tell. Like yeah.
1: it,
2: it, the pain in that song is unbelievable. You know, he's he, he's so depressed. And 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 that was '93. And I'm like, what other hip-hop artists was so vulnerable and so honest at that time? Everything was about being macho, about being, you know, indestructible, about being you know, it, I'm the fucking man. He was saying, "I'm not the man. I'm a piece of shit. No one's gonna miss me. I want to die." Like this is like crazy, crazy stuff. So Biggie's a perfect guy for Murder Festival because he was obsessed with death. And I think, you know, death. Great is, show. Yeah, and I think death is um, it's a complex thing, but it's something that we do need to talk about. About you know about about your mortality in this world. You know, we're not here forever. And I think it's important. You know, I think some people don't like to talk about it, but you do have to talk about it. You know, you, you have to, well, it's the one thing we all have in common. It's the one thing that's guaranteed <laughs> is death. Yeah, death and taxes. Ah. So, um, oh, hold on. I think that was, oh, that was my front door. Um, <laughs> so I got a bit scared then, because I was talking about death. I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm mocking it. I'm mocking it. The
0: Grim I'm, Reaper's here. The Grim Reaper's here. <laughs> on your ring doorbell. He's just there waving. With his <laughs> I have got the ring
2: doorbell as well. I was, I was just about to look at who the fuck it was. Oh, it's you, you cunt. <laughs> Grim Reaper, you cunt. Where you been? <laughs> you absolute slapper. Where you been? Um, so, yeah, Biggie, Biggie Smalls, Saturday Headline, all his classics. Um, and, yeah, I think he will do – I think what he should do is Ready to Die, and then at the end of Ready to Die, he gets shot, and then he'll, you know, he'll rise again and he'll do the other two albums as a ghost. Oh, yeah. His, well, spirit, I- his spirit form will do the, the last two albums.
1: I, I don't think that's that's mentioned enough like in um in his sort of legacy. Like I think Biggie's main legacy is that he's I don't know, most would consider him in the top three or their top three or five greatest rappers, like flow wise yeah. at least. Um yeah. for me he's the best, he's got the best flow of all time. But yeah um yeah. obviously a lot of his songs are about, you know, when he was selling drugs or, you know, bitches and being a pimp or whatever, but it's not like the fact that, like you said, that he had a song like that in in whenever it was in the early yeah. 90s called Suicidal Thoughts. It's just insane, especially...
2: He's got yes. a lot. I think, I think you're right. I think the perception is that he just talked about his drugs and his bitches. But it's the same thing with, like, if you look at an artist like Jay Z, who basically is, you know, uh, someone who comes directly from Biggie, you know, in terms of the influence and the style. And Brooklyn, you know, they were friends. You know, Biggie was, I think, the reason why Biggie is my favorite MC 100% agree with you, best flow, best delivery. But Biggie was the best at saying something very complex in a very simple way. And that is, like, to talk about suicide and depression and. Bad Thoughts and Mortality, all in a song like Suicide of Thoughts, which is very simple. But that is a complete gift. Like if you compare him to someone like say a Nas or a Kendrick Lamar, who are very intricate rappers, you know, and they would say a hundred words,
4: you know, all that, kind yeah. of that.
2: Biggie would just go, oh, like, yeah, it was just <laughs> the simplicity that was so amazing with Biggie that I loved. Um, and yeah, man, he had a lot of really important songs. And I think, uh, you know, after he died, if you, if you look at some of his work and some of his lyrics, it was some deep shit, man you know really really deep um so yeah biggie biggie for saturday
0: have you heard um, anything about the the notorious xx which is like it's a mashup album of of biggie smalls and the xx and it's I like, actually listened to that yeah. yeah the way that the xx is like dead chilled like music and it just blends so well with biggie's sort of just relaxed sort of flow and oh, really? you know, the no, way that he that. delivers his, you know, lyrics and stuff is just so chilled. And the, the yeah, combination yeah. of the two of them is just, abs- it's probably. Oh, <laughs> check it out.
5: Relax and take notes while I take totes of the marijuana smoke. Oh, you want a choke, gun smoke, gun smoke. Vicky Smalls for Mayor, the Rat Slayer, the Bukkalea. Motherfucker, say your prayers. Hell, Mary, full of grace. Smack the bitch in the face, take her Gucci bag. Hand her no face, throw her back. Japan if she act.
0: It's up there with uh, "Collision Course" by Linkin Park and Jay Z. Uh,
3: oh,
2: <laughs> so, you, you know, Fuck, you know a great one though. I know a great one though is um is a J is a Jay Z Black album remix with the Beatles, the White Album. The White it's, Album, yeah. Have you it's, yeah, it's called the Gray Album, but right, it's amazing.
3: Yeah. If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 pounds, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Folks that want to make sure my cast is closed. Rap critics to say money cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid what type of facts that If you grew up with holes in your tap of toes, you celebrate the minute you was having jokes. I'm like fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward.
0: Amazing. There's also a good one talking to mashups, and I'm not going to mention Collision Course again. Um, is someone did Fugazi and the Wu Tang Clan? So Wu Gazi, um, really thing. good yeah. because then obviously again same with the XX and, and Biggie, the combination of like Wu Tang yeah. sort of aggression and sort yeah, of all, yeah. being all over the place and Fugazi sort of uh, math rock and everything like that. The combination of the two is just. But I think I would just want like with with things like mashups that people are just doing themselves. How it blends in their mind
2: and how they get those two yeah. parts together because it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing,
0: yeah, incredible to get them to match so well with each other.
2: Yeah, well, well I, think, I, I think it starts with well, it being a great DJ because that's, I mean, a great DJ is someone who knows what goes together, what blends. You know, when you're finding that perfect mix, that's probably helps. Probably a lot of these, like I don't, I don't know if Danger Mouse people, but they probably have a strong DJing background. You know,
1: what, what I, um, I mean, it's it's probably like an ultimate hypothetical in the same way, um same way as John and Paul but if I wonder what if they both stayed alive and if they're both alive to stay where their relationship would be big in packs? obviously they were great friends they were friends point. yeah
2: yeah it's a and shame what, do,
1: do you think shame. they'd be you know if they were both I don't know in their what would they be in their 50s now 40s 50s well,
2: you know what it is it's, it's a real shame and I, I've actually found this in, in in my industry as well I think when I think when, you know, you enter an industry which is, you know, has been predominantly white and I'm talking about, you know, uh, acting and writing and in in England, I'm talking about, you know, which has been and comedy, to be honest, which has been predominantly white. I think sometimes the narrative uh, when you come out and there's another person who comes out who's the same kind of style as you or same ethnicity or same, you know, class background or whatever there's a thing of where they go, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. We're only letting one through. He looks like you. He sounds yeah. like you. That, that he. So what they do is they, they put you up against each other and they say, you know, look at him. Oh, what's the end? They create this tension and this jealousy and, you know, and this rivalry, which I think is not good. I think it's, it's a narrative that's been perpetuated by the industry because they don't like the change. They don't like that. Oh my God. There's two really good guys here or girls who are doing the same thing, similar thing. And they look the same. We can't have that. We can only have one. And I think that's, I think they get put up against each other. So, um, but then I think with growth and acceptance and knowing that you're an individual and you're different and every, there's space for everyone, you know, everyone has yeah. their own stories. It's not just like this one space for one guy and that's it. So I think as you grow, I think you realize that and you le- you learn to support each other instead of, you know, being put up against each other because that's not something that you've done, you know. You haven't done that. That person, it's been created. You know, this rivalry has been created. And it's very subtle and it's nuanced, but it does happen. People do put you up against each other and go, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just think there's no room for that. I think it's just you, you have to normalize that there's more than one of you. You know, you have to normalize that.
1: Then, then again, with age, uh, I suppose it doesn't always work when uh, look at Liam and Noel Gallagher.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's different. That's the that, opposite. Yeah. That's, that's different. That's family. Yeah, that's family. I mean, they, but you know, what you were unfortunately, saying unfortunately family beefs, are just they happen all the oh, time. Oh, I,
1: mate, I know. Uh, I know, know well. we'll know about but um, yeah, we'll know about I that. was going to say, weirdly, like it's maybe not quite the same, but I don't know too much about Messi's background, but I don't, like, related to football, that reminded me of Messi and Ronaldo. Like, and it annoys yeah. me. I'm like, why do we need to put them against each other? They're Holy... just two of the best of all time. We just enjoy them both.
2: It's almost like we need to put people up against each other. I don't know what it is. It, I mean, obviously, it sells... You know, people like, you know, it goes back to the glad- gladiatorial times and, you know, um, all that stuff, uh, you know, you know the, 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 the spirit of battle and all that kind of stuff is something that we love. Um, but yeah, there is there is I think it, I think it does more damage than good, because I think it, you, you kind of put them into one thing and then you forget how good they are individually and on their own thing, you know, which is not cool. Like, why do we always have to compete? You know, it's such a it's such a, it's a shame
0: can enjoy deep impact and armageddon you don't have to choose one or the other ants and a bug's life you don't have to care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think that's probably the first time ever that tupac and biggie have been compared to ants and a bug's life <laughs> hopefully not the last hopefully not the last <laughs> which one's which who's to say vote in the comments below <laughs> that's a mashup
2: that's a mashup i want to see <laughs>
0: Uh, should we move on to the big Sunday night? You've you promised us, you've promised us something big, so let's see if we can deliver it.
2: Oh, okay, well this one is a bit different, right? So this is going to be the the climax, and it will be none other than the late great John Lennon. with this one is that we obviously know who killed John Lennon and he was caught and you know arrested um, so this one is going to be different right this one John Lennon is going to survive okay that's this is the difference he will survive and he will live on right. um, the difference is that the island because it's called Murder Island will then turn into a free for all kind of purge kind of vibe. <laughs> Where if there's there's one boat out of the island, right? The cap mm. of the festival is fifty K. There's fifty thousand people at this festival, okay? The boat can only fit twenty-five thousand people. Oh, so then after John mate. Lennon's performance, he'll be um helicoptered out of there, Uber helicopter out of there. Um <laughs> surviving, you know, living on. And then it will be an epic battle to the death to who will get those final twenty five thousand and it'll be kind of biblical, kind of know of the art vibes, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh it'll be an epic battle to see who makes it on the boat. And and then at the boat on the boat, Biggie Tupac and John Lennon will do one final set together. Oh, um, oh. So it'll be a boat, it'll be a boat party, but obviously it'll be quite a dark boat well, party. There's a lot talking of, of mashups, yeah. Yeah, exactly So yeah, it would be like it, it, yeah, it'll be like um, Tupac will do hit him up and then you know Biggie you know right to Biggie there which is quite rude and then uh <laughs> 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 they're, they're mates now it's fine and then you know Biggie will do like juicy or and actually Biggie should do hypnotize because he, he was on the boat on the video Biggie do hypnotize John Lennon sure. will do imagine you know I mean something really you know it'll just be good and nice. cool. Yoko will be there you know what I mean it'll be weird because Yoko's going to be old so I don't know where they're going to be. <laughs> in the whole Benjamin Button kind of vibe of where it'll they'll be, meet. It'll
0: be like Tommy when he met those 250
2: year olds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it. So it'll be, you know, 25,000 people sadly will perish, but that is why it's called Murder Island. And it's about who oh, will make you know. it on the final boat for the final performance. And if you thought the documentary about
0: Fire Festival was off, off, <laughs> off the scales, the documentary about Murder, murder Island and Murder Festival uh, will be, be a whole different. Mate that's what I'm, what, saying.
1: What that's what I'm your, saying what would be your weapon of choice if, if you're kind of in that or are you just exclusive are you like shipped to the boat as well with, with John and everyone else
2: uh, oh god I didn't think about myself I didn't factor myself into any of this um, my weapon of choice would probably just be a mic i will probably just be rapping my way <laughs> the mic is my weapon mate <laughs>
4: Just be like, yo fuck it,
2: get out of my way. No, no, get out of the way. It'll be a corrupt. It'll be corrupt. It'll be me yeah. and the corrupt FM boys, basically. And we'll be in decoys uh golf, just driving through or your buddy's van, just I'll going take through the keys. I'll yeah, take yeah. energy. Exactly, exactly. will blasting that through. Yeah, the corrupt boys will be fine. We've got we've got backstage passes. We've got the easy access.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh god. Are you, are you, away, mate? Are, you a, are you a
0: fan of John Lennon as a whole, or is it just
2: yeah, I mean, I, I, I was thinking when I was thinking about who to do. Obviously, I was straight away I was like Biggie Tupac, who would be the dead artist. And I was thinking of doing Selena, but I don't know enough about Selena. I didn't want to be like pretend like I knew knew enough about her because I know she was murdered, but I didn't really know enough about her life or her music. Um, and I just thought, yeah, I thought John Lennon's a good one because you know he's a nice, you know, you just imagine John Lennon, you know, doing Imagine to fifty thousand people. You know, you can imagine it. You know, I mean, no, no, yeah, yeah, Imagine, Oh, and the whole, you know singing and then you know <laughs> <laughs> does he, wait does he get
1: to shoot does he get to shoot Mark
2: Chapman he maybe he him? yeah maybe he starts it off maybe Lennon <laughs> at the end of Imagine he's got his fucking machine gun and then he's like you've got 10 seconds you're fucking and then he's like bzz, 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 and then that's when it starts the purge starts then
1: nice right, Biggie Tupac jump in the helicopter lads <laughs>
2: exactly, <laughs> Yoko, you old bitch. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> no, I've seen a younger model over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there'll be loads of younger Put looking Yokos. Yeah, Yoko's <laughs> gonna be fuming. I told you I didn't want him at this festival. Dirty old man. Oh, he's this... not old is he? he this is the oh, ending no. that
0: yesterday probably should have gone with, to be honest. When they were oh, when they God. were writing the film, the original script was that he never became
2: successful, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. and that would have been so much better. That would have been so much better. You know what I mean? But um,
1: because well, yeah, you kind of think it's going that way, don't you? At one point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He meets Ed cheer and,
1: and ruins the whole film. Yeah. So it's is is John Lennon like the age he was when he died, and will he reconcile with Paul McCartney as well? Like, but is, oh. the, is there gonna be a Beatles oh, reunion?
2: Yeah, maybe maybe the Beatles come on stage. Yeah, that's a great shout. That's a great yeah. and, and then Lennon kills all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: George Harrison, he's had to go through it twice. Yeah. And will do you it. Fuckers. <laughs> And he
2: goes, Ringo play friends, <laughs> play with a little help from my friends <laughs> while he's shooting them all down.
1: <laughs> Ringo's just there, Ringo's just there trying to do Thomas the tank engine. <laughs> and there's Thomas going down the track. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. Do the, what's know. it called the remix of Thomas the Tank Engine as well that's a good remix yeah. <laughs> two back
2: and biggie come on <laughs> motherfucker.
3: come on motherfucker come on motherfuckers come on come on motherfuckers come on yeah. come on motherfuckers come on come on
5: motherfuckers come on. release the brainstorm to make your motherfucking brain warm a strange form something kind of lyrical biggie the bastard so that's kind of spiritual well in God we trust
0: uh, so is it imagine the song that's closing well apart from the sound of horrific gunfire, is is it, imagine the song that's playing
2: out the end of the whole festival. Yeah, I think it's imagine or I mean it could be all you need is love.
5: You can learn how to play the game It's easy Nothing you can make that can't be made No one you can save but can't be saved
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the irony yeah.
2: yeah no i think imagine yeah i think imagine's the one because uh would you, get gal, a...
0: would you get gal uh gado to come out and, and perform a bit of it as well and, and...
1: Oh, <laughs> me. will will ferrell you
0: go, tommy do you want to go through asim's uh final lineup for murder festival
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um the lineup to murder festival it is taking place on murder island which we think could probably be epstein's island because it should be going pretty cheap maybe (laughs) specifically 83 quid on ebay it's going to be a friday saturday sunday festival open up the festival on friday night is two pack but there's a theme to the festival we have to solve uh who murdered each performer after the performance so it's a murder mystery sort of festival um Saturday continuing the sort of 90s hip-hop theme. It's the great uh, Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls. Uh, Pete Diddy will appear on stage with him. Same again, we have to solve uh, his murder. Sunday there's a bit of a twist on the theme. So we've got John Lennon headlining, except he survives his murder because we know who killed him. And then there's an even bigger twist. We've got a twist, sorry, we've got a purge-type situation where there is... 50,000 people at the festival, one boat where only 25,000 people can fit in. Who wins? You decide. Um, (laughs) Asim, (laughs) thanks very much for uh, coming on your fest. And that was an unbelievable festival with the most bizarre sort of twist on the theme I've ever seen. But we absolutely loved it.
2: Fingers crossed we survive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, not what the tagline should be for a you won't make it out alive or something like that i don't know
1: <laughs> just yeah. fingers crossed we survive
2: <laughs> we survive yeah that's it
0: that was episode 10 of your first and i I was going to say I didn't expect, but I also hope not to return to Little St James so soon. Um, <laughs> but here we are, and uh, a lovely murder mystery weekend slash festival with us in there.
1: Well, what I'm thinking now is like maybe we just kind of uh, like we, as a partnership, as a podcast, as an entity, maybe we need to just buy uh, Little St James. Maybe like all, all the all The money we're making from this, all the millions and millions of dollars and pounds and euros we're making from this. Maybe it's time tonight to now finally purchase the island so then we can have every your fest there.
0: That's one thing we can look into, definitely. Someone come and sponsor us so we can buy a. Um... Jeffrey Hepstein's <laughs> dialogue. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode of Your Fest, please go and listen to our previous episodes. There's nine more to pick from. There's plenty more to come, so go and listen to them. Go and give us a review on iTunes. Um, you can follow Asim on Twitter at AsimC86. You can follow my
2: mate Johnny Sharples on Twitter
3: <laughs>
0: at Johnny Gabriel. Please don't follow me on Instagram. And you can follow my mate Tommy Stewart on Instagram and on Twitter at tom
1: andrew stew and that's mick Jagger saying it
0: and we'll join and we'll see you again next <laughs> week for episode 11 of your fest bye love you
1: i love you my mate johnny sharples <laughs> Dick. <Dickhead. laughs>